Blog Talk Radio. Basically, 
we're going to get into um, belief systems today. We're going we're to talk about uh, faulty belief systems, and we're going to chant down the things that need to be chanted down and see what still stands. We're, we're going to talk about closed-minded religions and closed-minded belief systems, and this is um, part of the System Tentacle series of shows. If you have not caught up on those at all, this is System Tentacle number 14. So now have done a few, definitely, and um, as I mentioned last episode, if you have not gone into the system tentacles, then um, I would suggest you start from the beginning and work your way up, because this is a, a, a series of shows that requires prerequisites. And um, the last show, System Tentacle number 30, uh, 13, um, that one goes right into the fact that now here on a level, um, getting into the more controversial topics of, of, of really removing the system tentacles that are tightly wound and wrapped around us that we don't see that keep us from being the people that we need to be. And that's what the system tentacles is all about. So analogy basically just telling you that we're wrapped up as if you were wrapped up in an octopus's arms, but many more than an octopus has, and, and invisible as the system is in our life. So we chant it down to the fullest degree. That's the catchphrase on the show. And we take the critique where it needs to go to understand our life on planet Earth. So welcome to Chant It Down Radio. But uh, like I say, this show is heavily connected to the last one. So um, make sure that you listen to the archives. And a lot of people seem to be kind of lazy about listening to archives. But um, I, I recommend if you're going to get anything from it all, start from the beginning. You know, even if you're an awake mind, um, it's nice to know at least what the last show was about because this one's, you know, definitely uh, just kind of like a part two of the last show in a way. So, um, anyway, check it out. And um, if you are getting something from this show uh, and you are liking how it goes and some of the information being passed out, then, then um, you know, you can show support in various ways. And I don't usually... I don't ask for money. I'm, I'm not trying to do this for money. I, I do this from the heart. I do this uh, as a way of, of uh, a platform for me to just sort of get my, my points across. And um, if you like to support the show, a way that I could use support, I was thinking about, is in the realm of, um, of uh, getting, getting more listeners. I, I don't really care about how many listeners I have but we're getting this more widespread because um, there's a million radio shows out there, and it's so easy for people to uh, get, um, you know, smothered in, in the crowd. And, and there's so many voices and talking heads out there. I'm just another, and I'm nobody special. But if you enjoy what you're hearing and you're getting some, uh, you're benefiting from it, then um. Something that I don't do is social networking. I choose not to. I don't have time. I live a busy life. I don't like it. But if you like it and you are into it, you know, set something up on a Facebook, Twitter, whatever um, works out there. If you enjoy the show, you know, freely, freely distribute it. It's, it's all free. It's all love. It's just, you know, it, it is what it is. No means a professional show. But if you like it, then you like it. And um, then uh, spread the word. Spread the word, and if you can spread the word on, on social network sites, you know, do it. Um, I appreciate it. And uh, another, another little bit of support I mentioned um, on the uh, previous shows for this month, 
the month of May, I am offering my my album, which obviously I do music. So um, I've been doing music for a really long time, and my album is actually quite old now, um, my solo album. But I've been you know doing abstract hip hop for for many years, and uh, this album, Waking the Systemites, the group People Beyond, is um, free to. Uh, if you want to get a copy, just um, just send me an email. I wish it was more simple. I probably should set something up. But like I say, little time to focus on the show. Um, but if you uh, would like to enjoy the music that I do and like to, you know, have a whole CD of chanting it down in a musical form and many different styles, then please um, just uh, shoot me an email at stayrootsmusic at gmail.com and that'll um, just tell me you want to grab the album I'm basically sending it for free just charging two dollars for shipping if can just because I'm here out in Hawaii which shipping is higher and uh, you know I don't want to lose too much money but I basically have a wall in a closet made out of albums and uh, it's CDs themselves and you know you'll never you know lose the downloaded copy you, I mean, you'll lose the downloaded copy, but you'll never lose the hard copy, the CD. So if you like what I'm doing and want to support in that direction, too, that's great. So that's uh, just a little um, support info if you enjoy what what's coming through the airwaves here. Also, I mentioned for the month of May, um, one thing that I do, I've been doing is not eating sugar, and that's been an interesting ride. Um, lately, on the last couple of uh, – almost week or so I've had some some pretty strong cravings for sugar and it's been a little bit difficult because of the um the uh, uh the people I've been around that are eating sugar so that was harder but um you know still going strong and uh feeling a little more energetic and giving I I've you know been doing lots of exercise too and just implementing the best best health um methods I know of in in conjunction with the exercise and you know i'm feeling great and um sugar definitely does slow you down weigh you down and so that's just an experiment for myself i decided to do that and uh it's going good so um i recommend you know trying it for a while to see see what happens to yourself and your body it's a it's a it's a good transformation so okay um let's get straight to the topic here Closed-minded religion and belief systems is the system tentacle covering tonight. And uh, this show tonight is not a diss on religion. I'm not here to destroy your belief system. I'm not here to tear it down. Um, I'm here to chant things down in the way to see the truth. But I'm not here to um, destroy your link with the the creator and um, nothing like that. I know a lot of... um, people that do some research and into the same sort of um, school of thought that I am talking about do go and really tear it down. And, and, you know, um, I'm not really here to do that because I've seen religion and belief systems benefit people. Um, I've known in my life some, some hardcore people, some gangbanger types, and I've seen um, Christianity and Islam actually help, um, you know, people that have, have uh, you know come from those backgrounds and, and turn to to uh, something that is that is uh, connected them, to them to the the infinite the divine and I think that that's that's great and I have no problems with that. However, I do have problems with closed-minded belief systems that keep people from seeing the truth 
and becoming activated in that realm. So um, I'm not telling you to forge your connection with the divine, but look at the truth, then go back into your belief system and integrate it. That's what I'm getting at here. So it, it's important to know the truths about planet Earth. It really is important to know um, backgrounds and um, belief systems that we don't question. It is important. And how, I mean, you have to ask yourself, how important is it to know the truth to you? Is it important to you to know the, the truth, or do you want to live in, in bliss? Uh, they say ignorance is bliss. I don't believe that ignorance is bliss. I believe it is, a, um, ignorance is when you sit down and you, you realize you, you, you're missing out on something, you feel, you feel like you're missing a piece of the puzzle, and it's not good for the soul. So, you know, tune into a different show where they don't chant down if you don't want to go this road. But uh, here to do it. So how, how it goes with, um, you know, everybody's life is you're born into this world. And you can't help where you're born, and you can't help who you're raised by. But most people are raised, most people are raised by well-meaning people. Um, most people, they want their children to be raised right. And uh, fewer and fewer are actually doing that, though, as, as I think about it. But more, you know, most people are well-meaning enough from within what they know. And uh, the problem is, is most people just follow suit. I, I um, you know, doing just what you're supposed to do. And, and in this society, you know, of course, thanks to schools, which, uh, in, you know, tune into uh, episode 24, the system tentacle um, operation indoctrination schools, um, you know, you're not raised to ask questions. You, you are as early as kindergarten and pro- probably preschool already being, you know, slammed down the curious those that, that, you know, want to know more, already getting, you know, uh, trained and, and indoctrinated at that age. And so we, we go through a uh, system where we blindly follow. And, and uh, belief systems are, at an early age, are, the, you know, are, are enforced by, you know, parents and schools and whatever upbringing you come from, and, and uh, those are the hardest to reverse because it's so ingrained. But we, we need to take a look back. You know, as I say on the show, take a few steps back, turn it on its head, and chant it down. I mean, um, you know, how, how many have done any research on their own belief systems to validate? I mean, have you ever gone back and gone, hmm, yeah, I wonder if that really is true. Maybe I should just take a, 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 another look, double-check. Do people double-check? No. Most people in their entire life don't double-check what they've been told. As far as they know, everybody else around them seems to know the same thing, so that's good enough for most people. But if it's not good enough for you, then that's the road to chanting it down. And uh, people um, give everything just the benefit of the doubt. So it's just the way that, that uh, we're all raised as you know, as as you know, as if you've been going through this series of shows with me or already awake to this, and, you know, because I speak to all on this show, awake to those just coming into this perspective. Um, I speak to everyone, every country. It's it's just all, you know, it's free form here, just telling you um, what I know, sharing with you, not telling you how it is. Last show was Nationalism and culture. 
and the last show ties heavily into this show. So um, if you listen to the last show, uh, I went into nationalism and how they get um, a whole nation of people behind wars and get people to be patriots, get people to um, believe in whatever the government's doing. And, and you know, I, I talked about how the, the power of we, how they get us to think how they're how they are you know we're going to war we are a nation of strong people yes we 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 when it's them and not us but you know that's that's the power of um, you know just a, a easy mind control technique but um also in addition to that and getting people to be patriots they often always if they can tie religion into the mix um you know telling people, well, hey, we're, we're doing this because we're a God-theory nation, or in the name of Allah, we're going to go do this because we, this, is, this is what Allah would want. You know, this kind of stuff. And, I mean, it's, it's down to, to um, you know, violence that, that these gods, these gods of love and, and uh, mercy are supposed to be gods of love and mercy, uh, these people believe that they are doing their job, um, and and what a crazy mess that is. I mean, think about like I've seen these photos before of kids. I think it's in Israel signing missiles to uh, you know before they let them off in in uh, Palestine. Um, I think Jewish kids, and so those kids are signing missiles that are going to land in somebody else's domain and destroy kids. The same as them, exactly the same, you know. It just just craziness that that people don't take a few steps back and think about just getting caught in the mix of what everybody else is doing. The lemming effect, I guess you could say. So, and then last last episode, last show, I got into culture. Um, you know, most most cultures, um, you know, there's many cultures in the world, and and uh, cultures can be good and bad an entire culture can be wrong and um you know i got into um you know the older world cultures that that are you know still within the world but uh the corporate culture that has taken over so most people are kind of lost their um origin of their original culture but even those can be wrong and you know i i chanted it down on that episode but um what what also comes with cultures it's most cultures come with a religion. I mean, think about um, South and Central America. Basically, the entire countries, except just a couple or maybe just one or two, are entirely um, Catholic. And uh, that's just because the Spanish came over, conquered those areas, and enforced Catholicism amongst the people. And so everybody's, you know, of the Catholic, or, or you know, at least that's what, most of those countries claim or go to India 95% of India are Hindus um, England and America Protestants you know so cultures always come with a religion most you know the, and, and everybody follows suit and that is also I mean, a way of of course mind control now the global elite now I got into the last episode uh, how the global elite they want us quarreling between our belief systems they want us to um, be be uh, on either one side of the polarization or another. They want us to be, um, you know, the 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 one of the opposites or the other, and they want us 
they they want that that they use that to divide and rule and how um i i go over and i will again a lot is the truth is often really in the middle it's often in between the lines it's not usually one side or the other it's usually in the middle and that's an important thing to remember as i go through this entire show and and uh in getting into any belief system, it's it's usually not so gung ho, one way or the other. What what is true is truth, and and we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, you know they want us on one side or the other. They they want us to. They also want to crisscross cultures. Their their idea of multiculturalism is is of course um, opening borders and flooding you know different immigrants in. And and as I said on the last show, nothing wrong with multiculturalism and the many cultures and you know getting together and 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 learning to learning from each other. That's awesome. But their idea is to. Um, destroy a sense of a nation. They want to destroy um, people's identity um, of a, of, a, of a country. For example, in in America, I know I hear it all the time that uh, you hear a lot of the um, Caucasian culture saying, "Oh, damn! You know the Mexicans are coming in. They're destroying this country, and I don't even recognize." Where are they anymore? And blah 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 blah. Or, or you, you know, you go to Australia and they, some Aussies have spot the Aussie. You know, looking around Sydney or somewhere. You know, there's no, they, everybody's from somewhere else. And um, again, nothing wrong with multiculturalism, but what the elite see um, nations as is people get behind nations. So this, this sounds contradictory to what I was saying before, but they get behind a nation um, and they get proud of it. So um, it's harder to take over a nation with a one-world government and all that and the New World Order. So they want to implement lots of people all over from everywhere so there's less of a sense of a nation so they, so they can put in, implement the same laws and rules everywhere and this, you know, drip, drip, drip toward um, more of the uh, centralization. And at the same time, they use people and nationalism to uh, – and, and division to push against each other in wars. So it's it's double sided. They use it all, and and it's for their design, and and uh, it's amazing. So you know you go around and drive. I mean, in the in the more um, I would say affluent areas, especially more the yuppie cultures, um, you'll see a lot of bumper stickers that say coexist and it's all the symbols of the religions together and uh and you know that's a great i mean that sounds like a great concept and uh, i mean of course in a perfect world that would be great but in the way that they've pinned everybody against each other that's a pretty unrealistic uh goal and it and it's pretty much um kind of laughable and and it often is usually the um affluent uh, types of the, you know, the more liberal leaning, of course, and on a, a lot of the new age culture, which I'll get into in a little while. But, you know, the, the facts that, um, the, the fact that really a lot of people probably, this, this is not really a reality because they, they have everybody in one belief or the other. But just remember, there, as I said in another show, there's a lie in the word belief, and there's a sin in the word business. So it's always it's kind of on its face if you look. You know, you can't take everything as as one. And uh 
And uh, you have to really just take a few steps back, chant it down. It's got what we got to do. So for belief systems on the earth, and some of the oldest and some of the most uh, influential, you have to take a look at the Bible. And, you know, that if I had a sound effect machine, it would just be like... It would be like... You know, huge can of worms. I mean, the Bible is... Um, responsible for you know so so much um and it's an amazing book and i'm I'm not here to chant it down at all but i'm i'm here to show you a few things within and so you got the bible which is uh responsible well for uh judaism christianity and um uh the beginnings of islam and and so those three religions came from you know just one book which uh christianity and islam are the biggest religions on earth and so you got those two and then um if you take a look the next re- biggest uh belief system or religion whatever you want to call it is a category no religion so i'll come back to that one but there's there's a the percentage of the world's um uh no religion people is 16% or 1.1 billion. So there's this section of people that I'm going to come back to and uh, talk about a little more. But um, all these old world beliefs, these these religions and stuff, are um, often very um, close-minded in, in quite a few ways because of the fact that every one of these religions judges everybody else. You know, and then I think if people are going to judge others and push self-righteous opinions, then then maybe then there should be um, a, a good look at this and and figure out you know why does everybody think they're right and fighting and quarreling with it with, amongst each other. You know, well, well let's take a look at Christianity for uh, a little bit. Um, for example, um, there are about 41,000 Christian denominations in the world. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. I mean, if you think about all the offshoots, and none of them really get along. Um, I mean, some of them do to a degree, of course. There's definitely some that are more alike than others. But, I mean, if you think about all the, the different offshoots that have gone, I mean, there are there is so many ways to to interpret the Bible. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, there are there is all this these different ways to read it. I mean, think about how much has come from this one book in just the Christianity category. If you look at, um, uh, like for example, Mormonism or Jehovah's Witnesses, um, you know those those offshoots, um, or you know Catholicism. Catholicism never been able to say that. Uh, you know, think about that. Just um, all the different categories within, and you know different parts of the world. And it is the world's largest religion, Christianity. Many different ways to look at the Bible. And then, of course, there's the astrotheology. That's the uh, look into um, reading the entire Bible or most of it as allegory and, and, um, and looking at the um, different uh, events in, in comparing with the sun worship, um, you know, the... 12 months of the year, the 12 disciples, the, 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 um, where the sun's position is and, you know, the son of God. And, you know, you can go into all that. But I, I, I um, think that some people almost get too uh, one-sided and carried away with that, too. I believe that, um, yes, the Bible's been through many hands, and yeah, 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 I'll get into that. But at the same time, 
I don't think that all these stories are um, symbolic and allegorical. I think that there is um, some within, of course, but I think that some people just want to dismiss the whole thing and say, oh, you have to read it in this way. There are so many ways to interpret it, as you can tell. So astrotheology also, I think, has definitely has its um, – there is a reality to it, and, and I don't know everything. I'm, I'm not an expert at all. But I believe that there is some people that just believe the entire thing is like that, and that's not true either. So you've you got to take a few steps back with everything and chant it down, you know, stand it on its head, and also just really um, often the truth is, again, in the middle. You know, the truth is usually somewhere right there. I mean, there are so many parables to make and dual meanings of, of different things within the Bible um, but again, I'm not here to dismantle your beliefs, but uh, the, just look and just take that look right there. And there's a lot of stuff, though, within that most people don't consider because most people follow suit. They, they you know, take everything and, uh, you know, swallow it whole without a, any second guess or second opinion. And I think, you know, if you destroy that part of you, then you just become another you know, clone of a drone, and and uh, so on and so on, and that's systemites, sheeple, sheeple people, and uh, well, anyway, then listen to another show. But here, here I am. So, how you know how many controllers' hands have has the Bible been through? You got to think about that one. I mean, okay, so um, take it like this. For example, George W. Bush or George Bush Sr. both claim to be these Christians, yet really their families are into um, dark Luciferian, satanic worship. And, you know, you can obviously dig that up and, and you know, if you know anything about the elite. Yet, okay, so here are these people to, to, that, uh, you know, say this. Well, who's to say that people back in the days of Jesus or before were, in, you know, were not the same way? Who's to say that the, I mean, obviously the Roman Empire was not a nice place, not a good thing, and so the controllers had hold of the Bible. You know, have the kings and, and the controllers ever been righteous? No. Not, no, not at all. And, and as I'll get into another show, no rulers, no bosses and all that, you'll see where that goes. But, I mean, you know, but the thing is to take within is to think about how much is just man's word and how much are you taking man's word as gospel truth. No, no way in anywhere is man perfect. So we know that. But taking um, man's word over the word of God is a is a pretty crazy thing, and uh, people have become entrenched with with man's world as their god. But you know the 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 kind of the catchphrase with the Bible, it seems to me to me that a lot of people would say, at least you know um, the entire thing would be in the Christian faith. You know everything in this book is truth, and all we need to know. No, don't. That's it. You know everything we need to know, and uh, well, I you know I just. I, I have a hard time with that, and, and I can tell you why. And, and there's, a, there's a lot. There, I mean, for, for one thing, if everything we need to know is in there, then why doesn't it mention uh, the dinosaurs? You know, why, why don't we ever hear, you know, why wasn't there any mention of these giant creatures 
yeah, there is the Nephilim or the Nephilim, you know, but talking about the actual, you know, dinosaurs, or how about the Sumerian tablets? You know, the, the oldest clay tablets in the world, I believe, that, were, that came from the same part of the earth, Sumer, Babylon, you know, the same part of the earth that the Bible came from. You have the Sumerian tablets. Why, why aren't those mentioned within these stories, you know? And uh, the pyramids, you know, where, where, where are the pyramids in the Bible? And, you know, there's just, I've always been one to ask questions as a kid, and, and I was told to shut up by people. Um, and I've never been a loud mouth, but I've just been one to ask questions. It's a simple simple questions that you know you gotta you gotta think about i've always been curious so um maybe a little more curious than than uh others but uh that's what brings me here and so um i mean there's just a lot of things that, that people don't really take into consideration and i i mean um it's just it's just important to take a look you know and ask yourself that and just think well maybe there's nothing wrong with you know any religion religion and tie to the high divine creator that's awesome amazing and i'm not dissing it but what i'm getting into is the fact that these these teachings and books that um created religions all around the world have all been in controllers hands and they've and and to think that they haven't been manipulated in any way is insane i mean take a look into the just a little bit of the creation itself i mean think about the earth is only six thousand years old according to the bible 6,000 years old. Well, I live here on the Hawaiian Islands, and, um, of course, they, they have done lots of research, and I'm not saying that science is exactly perfect or knows everything either. I'm not into that either. But I can say that here on the islands, we um, actually each island moves three and a half inches to the northwest a year. And we're on the Pacific Plate, and that slowly moves. And where the big island the the big island which is called hawaii is currently is underneath a stationary hot spot and right there that's why they have the active volcano on that island and it you know pours out its lava still today and making the island bigger each island was formed over that hot spot but it slowly has moved away from that hot spot three and a half inches a year you know that makes it to where i've probably moved something like um I don't know, 50 inches in my life or something like that, you know, who knows. But, um, yeah, something in that range. But thinking that how long it would take, for example, the island on the opposite end of the chain from the big island is the island of Kauai. And Kauai has, is at the very end. It's the oldest, the most um, eroded and jungly, lush island that has been chiseled away by the fine fine chisel by the elements of nature you know um ocean rain and wind have carved away and so they they all start moving away from that hot spot and those are just the main eight islands there's about 136 atolls and reefs that were once islands beyond the island of Kauai that all they say formed above that stationary hot spot so they're trying to tell me that the bible says the world's 6,000 years old and these islands have, um, you know, been able to move away from that hot spot at three and a half inches a year in just 6,000 6, years. Well, you know, this island I'm on, Oahu, is probably is supposed to be around uh, three million years old. And uh, it makes a little more sense to me over there than there. 
But another thing that, that I mean, if you open, if you actually look and read the Genesis um, first chapter of the Bible, you will come across some things if you just read it with an open mind. And uh, one of the things that has always kind of caught my eye, and I've always wondered about it, is um, you have the story of Cain and Abel. You have um, the sons of Adam and Eve, the first people of earth, and Cain kills Abel, of course. And um, when he kills Abel, uh, he was told by God that, you know, he will then uh, punish him and drive him out. And it says in Genesis 14, Behold, you have driven me out this day from the face of the land, and your face I will be hidden, and I will be a fugitive and a vagabond and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. And the Lord said to him, Therefore, if anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark or sign upon Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. So, if I'm not correct, and someone must need to correct me here, Adam and Eve were the only other people left on earth. Abel's dead. Cain kills Abel. So who's everyone? Who, who is, um, who? Who's going to find and kill them, you know? Uh, whoever finds me will kill me, or um, lest anyone finding him should kill him. You know, who, who are the others? So just right there, you got to kind of scratch your head and think about it. There's a lot more than reading the literal interpretation here, and I think there's a lot more that needs to be looked at. And, you know, you can get any version of the Bible um, and check it out for yourself. But, you know, those things have always been, been uh, you know, something I've, I've had, you know, a little curiosity about. I mean, and, and it said, and it said, uh, and Cain's wife one of Adam's offspring, became pregnant and bore Enoch. And Cain built a city and named it after his son Enoch. Well, a city, you know, um, a city for just a few people? I don't know. You know, there's just, there's just some things to think about there, of course. And, um, you know, and there's things that also don't make a lot of sense. Some of the historical accounts don't recognize Bible accounts of the same kind at the same time. And, and, you know, the, the interesting thing about where Christianity started, you got to wonder, you know, started in, in Israel, yet um, if you look at the percentage of Christians in Israel, it started uh, there, yet there's only 2.1% Christian people in Israel. The rest is, of course, um, Jewish and Palestinian, or Jewish and Islamic. So um, where... Why wouldn't there be a lot more there? It's always been a question on my head, too. And, yeah, so something happened with the Roman Empire in that time in which it became what they took with them. But it's interesting just to think about that. And, well, if you look at most of the Christians, and I'm not saying all, but most of the people of the Christian faith, at least in America and what I've seen in the world, often have a very um, haughty attitude thinking that you're better than everybody else because you know the Lord and they don't. And if you read in the Bible, self-righteousness is the greatest and worst of all sins. And also you're not supposed to be judgmental. And I see um, on my accounts a lot of these church people, these churchgoers are some of the most self-righteous 
and and arrogant people that you'll meet, and it's insane. Um, thinking that you are more righteous than God, and and thanking God He's not, you're not like another man. You know that that's that's insane. Um, and and uh, I you know a lot of these people just go to church on Sunday. They get something out of the sermon. But if you really wanted to be spiritual and really tie yourself into to, into the Lord, wouldn't you want to uh, have close um, ties with God every day? Wouldn't you um, want to listen to what God has to say every day than one day a week, only going one day a week? You know, how many people just follow suit and go because they think that that, that makes them okay? Um, and uh, if you want a real relationship with somebody, do you see them once a week? Well, I think that that's something to think about. And uh, I know that some people don't fall in that category, but I'm just saying in general, as the collective, most of these people, I believe, if Jesus came to their door, knocked on it, and they opened up, they would slam the door in his face. They would say, this guy stinks. Ooh, he's dirty. They, would, they wouldn't recognize him if he came to their door. Because, really, these people are so self-righteous, and a lot of them upper class. Um, a lot of them have not a clue of what, what righteousness is. And so that's what I see on a lot of my daily walks. And like I say, not everybody, but just in the collective. And, and so then, you know, then you get into... Um, then you get into uh, the Muslim beliefs, you know. Um, here we have huge fights, not just with other religions, but with um, the split in the, in the Muslim faith, the, the Sunni and the Shia. Um, you have Allah, you know, in the, in the book saying, you know, people say Allah is the best of all judges. And it also says in the Quran to respect all fellow believers. And uh, is that happening? Mm, no, not at least on the on the collective. And again, these are these are people who are are just following suit, not asking questions, not thinking, but just going with the masses. And this is what we have to stop if we really want to chant it down and see the truth. You know, all all the fighting over the over basically man's words, not God's, but man's words. And if you think about the three main religions out of the Bible, Christianity, um, Judaism, and, and um, Islam, all those faiths come from the first five books of the Bible, um, and written by one man, Moses, who on the mountain heard these stories from, from God. But we are supposed to believe in one man's stories, that was sitting on a mountain and got the entire creation of the world in the first five books of the Bible, which spawned these three belief systems on planet Earth. I don't know, you know, just just to uh, just to have faith in one man who supposedly heard from God on top of a mountain. And uh, you know, what about the rest of the world? What about the, the people in the southern hemisphere that never even came in contact with this? I mean, are they, are they you know, are, are they the sinners? You know, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, to me, it, it, it has, it has, there's a lot more. And uh, I know that I'm not alone on these, these uh, beliefs. But, <clears throat> you know, wars, wars between cultures that last, you know, hundreds of years from the same belief systems, I mean, um, that don't even have anything to do with today at all. 
you, you know, if they didn't want it, if people said, well, wait a minute, what are we fighting about? This is our ancestors. We're here now. We're alive. Look, you're just like me. You're a human, and we might speak different languages and eat different foods, but we're really all the same beings. But, uh, of course, that would take um, quite the change here and paradigm shift. But, I mean, you know, look at the fights, these hundreds and thousands of year old fights. I mean, the Sunni and the Shia or the wars in Israel between the Jewish and the Palestinians. And, and this, the, the radical, you know, not just Muslims are radical uh, uh, beliefs at all and there's a lot of peaceful muslims that they don't talk about in the media too and and at the same time there's also radical christianity i mean look at the kkk they believe that they were christians they were they were uh radicalized or the nazis i mean the nazis i don't think had much of a religion but if i'm correct with my research uh pretty much doing uh into uh you know christian faith at at or somewhat I don't know how that possibly could fit in there, but, you know, how how some of the modern people today of these belief systems fit into the, these uh, religions either is, is uh, my guess. I have no idea. So that that's kind of just, you know, that's the world's main big ones. But um, in my personal experience here on Earth, I've, I've had um, my brushings with the spiritual and and uh one of the the things that has helped propel me out of my systemite head because i was once taken by all these system tentacles the same as everyone else one of the things that's helped me through my journey is the use of psychedelic medicines and they're plants not drugs if taken correctly and treated right and 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 it was a while ago now this was uh uh, I think 99 or 98 when I took um, psychedelic mushrooms and uh, I went on a trip alone in the mountains um, for a day trip. I decided, you know, nobody else was around and sometimes those are the most beneficial trips in the day in the sun. And I took a trip that blew my mind. I wasn't quite prepared for what was about to happen to me. But when I took it, all of a sudden, I became in filled with happiness, filled with uh, euphoria. And I looked up at the deep blue sky, This is, and I looked up and I saw um, faces upon faces connected, and um, I saw within those faces some of my elders, some of my, my loved ones who had passed, and, I, and um, it was a very emotional event. And what had happened is all of a sudden – it was or wasn't sudden it was just i noticed that jesus had emerged from me um now this probably sounds strange but it was like jesus came from me and i was jesus there was no separation but it was like i was sort of seeing double a little bit so uh, it was a little bit um like out of this dimension just a tiny hair so it wasn't quite like I was, but I was pretty much that, and I was connecting with my highest self. I was able to um, freestyle lyricism, which I do uh, when when I used to do music a lot more, 
as fast and as slow as I wanted, and I could catch every word, and everything was beautiful. Everything was amazing. Everything I touched, I felt the energy force from, um, and it was a, the highest experience I've ever had, and and it was it was just an amazing experience. And uh, it's hard to explain a psychedelic journey. And if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. But when I was done with the trip, well, I wasn't done with it, but I, I had to go, you know, walk down from the mountain to go back into the city to, you know, before it got dark. And as I walked down the mountain into the city, being completely enlightened and just amazed by the beauty of everything at once, I, I slowly started to lose the the feeling slowly it was draining from me and i think it was the city itself actually um dwindling it away in my body but as i went down i mean i i smiled at so many people i walked by on the sidewalk and they smiled the biggest smiles back they were just like wow this guy's happy wow you know they could i could see it in their eyes and but I could feel the feeling dwindling away as I came down the mountain. It was kind of a um, kind of a metaphor for me coming down, and it was the greatest day of my life. Um, it really was. If and it's probably just sounds. If it sounds too hard to understand, then and and you think it sounds dumb or you know this guy's ridiculous, then you're probably too left brain stuck to understand. But I'm talking about a real true experience and connection with divine. And I'm not talking about just, you know, um some kind of a religious system here. I'm talking about um a real uh eye opening experience. And if you haven't had it then you haven't been there. But I, I hope that everybody can. And it was uh, it was an amazing thing that that uh pushed me over uh, ego and it helped me to break away from so much and since then you know what I've I've never been the same in a good way so not long after that I decided to quit the system I, I've told the story many times if you listen to my episode um, first episode here on the show which was just about a year ago um, episode one I go over my story in great detail and just um, a little details that I quit the system. I quit my job and decided to wander the earth and wander around and 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 uh, see what real life's really about. And you know, I was searching and because uh, um, I spent my my school years thinking I was cool. You know, I was I was one of them too. I I, I spent my entire school years thinking I was cool. Uh, religion is dumb. And, you know, in my was dumb and and course the media slams religion especially christianity if you ever watch hollywood movies you know they slam it hard and so it's not it wasn't a cool thing to be religious so you had i had to break away you know from trying to be cool and and the psychedelic journeys definitely helped but uh during my drifter days i call them you know when i when i decided to to get out of everything and and not even have uh be in a love relationship and just be free and not have anything bogging me down. Um, I I did some hitchhiking and uh, I I did some hitchhiking and I I met a, a Native American man who was living in his van. He picked me up and and uh, he was a he was a a pretty amazing guy. I had recently only like a couple weeks before he picked me up been 
totally downloaded the truth by an insider of the system, um, a guy, I call, his name was Sherman, and uh, he, that story I've told a bunch of times on different shows, um, he, he was an insider, and he had, um, he was uh, high up in the USDA, and he had a lot, a lot, he told me, he blew my mind, uh, about the truth, about who's really run the show, and what's really going on on the planet, and so, fresh in my head was all that and I meet this guy in the van and he you know we start talking on, on this you know hitchhike journey and he's telling me about the Illuminati and telling me about the end times and revelation in the Bible and how it lines up so well and I you know I can I still today can't um, argue with that however um, this man was a, a Christian man but different Christian than I had ever met not these church people, these self-righteous church people. This guy had a version of it that was very um, appealing and very, uh, I, I should say, just very, very clear. And and uh, he, you know, he didn't believe in churches. And he he basically said he believed in just a few verses, which was which was pretty amazing. One one of them was um, I don't know what chapter or name because I'm not an expert, but. You know, is love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And it also says the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. So, in other words, all the laws of the prophets and Moses and everybody hang on these two things. This is all you needed to do in life, he was saying, was love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, I couldn't argue. Um, I couldn't argue that one bit. I mean, because it, it resonated with me. I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, love God. Love that connection with the divine. Love everybody around you as yourself, and that would cure everything, wouldn't it? You know, the golden rule, basically, in so many words. And and he told me, uh, I think it's a, a verse in John, you know, for the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth by Jesus. And I was like, wow, all right, well, okay. So that overrides all this, like, uh, laws and crap that you know was pushed through so i I couldn't argue with it it was the freest version of christianity i'd ever heard but still lots didn't really settle as a thinker i am and and a questioner of reality uh and the way that he took everything from the literal sense uh literal reading of of the bible just didn't quite jive with me so um you know i stayed in touch for a little while but i'd do my own thing and so i just figured you know, that was the best version I'd ever heard of, of Christianity. But uh, that's basically my my brushings with religion and the best that I'd come across in my life. But I know that in all these religions, God is the God of love. And if he's so loving, though, why are good people who are not of these religions, people who never came across this information, um, you know, people that grew up, in other parts of the world or in the forest, indigenous peoples, why are they getting cast into the fiery pit of hell and the lake of fire? That never made sense to me either. And I just always felt that um, that was very contradictory, very, very strange. So um, that was one thing I didn't really uh, agree with him on. But anyway, those are my brushings with religion. A lot of time goes by fast when doing radio shows. Um, But, yeah, so... That's that's like the the Bible's um, religions and and belief systems, but I'm not done. I mean, so then we have this. So we had Christianity, 
in Islam as the top two biggest religions in the world. Now, coming back to what I was talking about with this 16% of the earth of the category no religion. So here you have um, a lot of people, and what, what uh, really um, came through in the 1960s was the hippie generation. You had a lot of people breaking off um, thanks to psychedelics experience, I would believe, and, and people seeing outside of, of uh, this this situation and so you have sort of a break off culture you had all these people who were starting to get the truth and you had the 60s and the civil rights movements and things that needed to happen to show you know to break out of the the mold but didn't quite get down to the truth enough and so um by no means was the hippie generation perfect but it had probably the last time it was the last time that people broke through the matrix enough to see um, some truths, I would say, in, in recent days, recent years of planet Earth's history. So, so you had the, the 60s and 70s, you know, kind of defined, but by toward the late 70s and, of course, the 80s, you have, um, no thanks to the uh, uh, powers that shouldn't be implementing uh, synthetic drugs and implementing the... the uh, the system again, and you, so you you have them u turning the movement, and they u turn the movement, you know, into um, you had all these people who went through the hippie generation, you know, got into peace and love and breaking off, but there was nowhere to go. So where they all go? Well, they a lot of them were rich uh, kids anyway, and they went back to the system and uh, all that. So you have um, this u turned culture going back into the system still with some of these beliefs. And so these people kind of make up the background and sort of the um, uh, proprietors of the the New Age yuppies. And, um, you know, yuppies and New Age people are usually into, like, feel-goodism and a lot of metaphysical things and universal tolerance and and uh, a lot of this stuff that comes out of it though is also moral relativism in, in other words you can make up whatever's right for you and that's just fine and that i'll come back to but that just to think that whatever you feel is right is right is something that needs to be chanted down and uh um uh, very much so i i will i would say but this whole um uh, Yuppie culture, um, you know, it's assortment of different theologies, a lot of them kind of Eastern-based. But uh, I find that these people, as I've said on the show many times, are the hardest people to actually get to see the truth. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in what they have to say, too. And, again, the truth is usually in between the lines. But a lot of these people are at the door of truth as far as, yeah, they, they might eat the right foods and they might um, – you know, uh, be in into some good thing qualities like peace and love for sure. Not really a lot of them following that anyway, but you know they might be into some of the good things. But um, the hardest to see the truth and why? And I've said it on episode 13, which I call the rich poor paradigm, 
is because most of these people come from money. They are um, yuppies. They came from. They were hippies, or their their sons and daughters of hippies, or think they're hippies now, or whatever you want to call them, yippies, yuppies. They came from money, and they've never been through struggle. And that is one of the things that will help you to see the real truth. That the world actually is pretty ugly a lot of times. And yeah, there's a lot of beauty to glean from it too. But to go through the hard system, feel the hard concrete, something these people have never felt the the cold slap of the system in the face. So that's why they cannot chant it down on on one of my my thoughts on that anyway and the New Age. um, And... uh, Nobody chanted down better than uh, Mark Passio, uh, the radio show host. I've mentioned a few times on the show who has an eight-hour lecture about the New Age, and check that out, uh, New Age bullshit and this, the suppression of the sacred masculine. Uh, amazing. So, yeah, that's another belief system that came out. And then you got the, the schools who push out their, their version of belief system that catches a lot of people. So in the no religion category, okay, the uh, Darwin theory, you know, quote-unquote theory of evolution, you have everybody who is um, deeply, you know, into this because the schools taught them, and it must be a fact. I mean, it, we learn it through the school, and, uh, you know, um, school-taught spirituality, I find these people some of the most sterile people in the world because they're so structured and left-brained that they have, they've ne- they'll never, um, if I were to talk to a group of, of students in a school about my psychedelic trip, they, they would just think I'm the biggest idiot or the, uh, a liar or um, insane and did too many drugs or something like that, never get it because it's so, so left-brain stuck. And this brings no room for the, um, the imaginative side of the brain, the right side, the intuition. They've cut it all off by design through the system. And Darwin, if you go and investigate that, is, is, a, is a bunch of um, shit that has been pushed in um, the way to uh, get us to see the truth. And Again, there's a little truth in that also. The world is not just 6,000 years old, but the world, we also did not evolve from monkeys, I don't believe either. I think there's a lot more to it. And so there, you have that as a belief system. And it's, and it's another one. Um, and then you got astrology as a belief system. This one I, I see uh, a, lot, a lot of people really chanting down because you have a lot of people who kind of may come from also the new age but they go into the new age um i mean the uh, astrology as if it's gospel truth also um there is truth to it definitely but i mean i remember i worked with this lady who was an astrologist and she told me that because she's a pisces she won't ever get along with me and we're not going to be friends i'm like i don't even know you and you've already told me that okay all right, well, good, good luck to you. You know, that's it. That people living by it too much, only living by it, not, not letting other things in. Yeah, there's truth to the stars and when you're born and how, who you are, but don't let that rule you completely. So there you go. You get people stuck in corners, on sides, in, 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 the, in the dialectic. And then you get the atheists. You get, you know, um, people that uh, 
Well, you know, when the brain dies, I die. And usually those are the science believers also, you know, afterlife, you know, left brain stuck. And um, to me, I have seen and experienced too many things in life to know that beyond this reality there is much more, and I believe there is a God and a creator. And to, to, um, to be someone who disbelieves in that, then most likely then you're going to believe in the system. That's because that's all that's here. And if you believe in the system, then you're not chanting down. And if you're not chanting down, then, well, you haven't been um, removing the system tentacles. So um, I'm going to say uh, that's another one, a belief system that um, must be chanted down. So out of the rest of the people, you know, that, that don't make up religions, the world's two biggest religions, is um, – what I call corporate-made culture. It is, um, it's the lukewarm masses. It's the people who are TV-programmed, as I go through on this show a lot. And, of course, that could be anyone from any religion or belief system I've already talked about because that's the culture we live in. And, um, but this, this, this uh, corporate-made culture is, is everything now. Um, in the modern world, pretty much in the in the Western world, it is it is you know money is God, and that's really the belief system that people have, and the treadmill runners, you know, get up every day, really don't believe in anything. These people don't believe really um, past the system, or they may be you know some of these uh, um, lukewarm Christians or Jews or you know Buddhists or whatever, but um, they don't really have. A connection deep with the divine, and uh, they're treadmill runners. They the system is is all they know, and um, and uh, one of the things that I think is is good about religions is it keeps people humble. At least religion keeps people humble. Where a lot of these people um, are are uh, actually um, just completely consumed, and that's who I call the systemites. And everybody is pretty much a systemite to a degree, but that's kind of like the modern belief system, the belief in money, the belief that that's what's going to make you happy, that's your God right there. So most people are are floating in um, the middle of chaos. Basically, most people are somewhere floating around with no coordinates, um, and uh, they need a hitching post. And they need something to grab onto to hold. And some people, they'll go to religion, which has the truth, or any of these other belief systems that have, you know, nuggets of truth. But they need a hitching post of some sort. And the world needs a hitching post. And one thing that I have come across, again, in my drifter days, my solo journey, is I would journal every morning. And I would, you know, I would think about things. I would write really fast sometimes and let my subconscious write for me. And one thing that I wrote in my journal, and I talked about this on the last show, is cosmic knowing. I wrote it in letters, and then I came back and I circled it, and I wrote underneath the rhythm of earth. And what that is, and what I thought about, is that is basically the golden rule. That is basically don't violate anyone and treat everyone as yourself and, you know, love them. And 
treat everybody as you want to be treated and don't cause violence um don't threaten anybody just you know be be a part of the rhythm the natural rhythm of life and that is what i call cosmic knowing knowing it's an inner knowing and that's why i resonated so well with the uh the simple Christian philosophy of the man in the van who had told me, you know, all you got to do is, you know, love God um, with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself, and that's all you need to know. And to me, I couldn't argue because that actually is the rhythm of life. That is cosmic knowing. So don't be um, passive, though. You know, you, you also have to, there's the other side of that, you have to also be assertive and don't let, you know, people run over you. You also have to know defense too on the other side. If you know if you're 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 being threatened or your life's being taken, you can't be soft about it either. So um one thing that's cool about the truth is the truth is not. The truth is 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 uh strong in your face and it's it's uh um it's what it is and if you don't like it, it'll piss you off. But that's okay. Sometimes um Sometimes uh, a bone breaks, but it gets stronger as it heals, and that's sometimes what has to happen. But anyway, the the cosmic knowing, another word for that is nature's laws or natural law, which, um, again, the radio show host I was mentioning, Mark Passio, does an excellent job of, of breaking down much, much thorough than I, I could ever do and much more than I want to talk about here in this show. Um, Another guy, Jan Irvin, gets into that well, and uh, uh, off the top of the head, I, you know, I can't think of some others, but uh, maybe in another show I'll get a deeper into that. But if you know, if you think about it, you know, th- this is what allowed the the peaceful hunter-gatherer cultures on Earth to coexist. There were hunter-gatherers cultures that lived for thousands of years without war and without leaders and lived in um, egalitarian society that got along just fine and lived the same life um, and very, very connected to the earth. And uh, they were living in cosmic knowing. And so that's the basis in which in the last episode I would say if a culture is wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. If it's based on this, these, these values, these simple truths, then that is the rhythm of, of earth. And, you know, if it's something that's wrong, well, you usually kind of know. One of the things that you know is um, usually you'll know if it's wrong because you'll have to weigh it out in your head. And and um, if you have to debate it enough in your head, it's usually wrong. And uh, but that's just it. See, the the um, the moral relativism out there, the people that think, oh, you can just make it up as you as you want or the systemites who just get things from TV and figure that's morality, well, you don't get to make it up because this, the, the cosmic knowing, the inner knowing, the natural law is what it is. And if you can live within that, you know, that that is it. And uh, that it may take the stripping of the system tentacles. It may take the stripping of the ego. It may take a lot. But it is, it is uh, the most beneficial thing um, is to... You know, use that as a hitching post. So um, now you get into a little something that, of course, is the controllers, the the mind managers, the manipulators, the 
global elite, the Illuminati, whoever you want to call them, the, the top of the pyramid people, and they don't want you to know cosmic knowing. They, they want us divided, and like I say, the truth is usually between the lines of division. So they don't want you to go in the middle category. They want you to, to be um, on one side of, of, or the other of these debates. They want you caught in the debate. They, they want you caught in the debate while they put on their theatrical play to keep us distracted. You know, their, their 9-11s and their false flags and, and their world events that are this, the theatrical play, which pushes us further down their agenda while we're busy fighting, we're busy thinking about w- what politician you like better or what religion is better or what belief system of any kind while we sit back and get hammered by the people moving, moving, the, um, moving the frames along, and we as the contributors, too, at the same time, because it takes us to be those contributors. I, in my theory, my personal theory that I, I kind of think, and I'm not alone on this, but I believe, you know, if they wanted to, um, you know, further their agenda and break the religions of the world and make um, things into uh, their new world order is, is again, our, I think I've said on the show before, the alien invasion. Whether it be will, real or staged um, or however they want it out there, I mean, that would change everything. I mean, um, that would, uh, I mean, all belief systems I've mentioned would, would, uh, have to be questioned, and everybody would be like, wow, you know, this is the world event that would change everything, and if they wanted to get everybody um, on, you know, their their uh, final agenda there, that would definitely shock the world, and I've been waiting for them to pull that out, and who knows, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that's I believe in the cards. Besides, they have their own religion anyway. You know, you think uh, you're um, you know, not if you don't have a belief system or religion, they have their own, whether you like it or not. They're dark Luciferians. They're satanic worshippers. They're they're the the dark occultists, and uh, they they put out this symbolism daily, right in your face. You may not even know it. Check out the works of uh, many people out there, including Freeman, who I've had on the show. So. Anyway, all these different belief systems I'm talking about, all these religions, all these different um, no-category no religions, all of them have a few things in common. And one of them is they all obey their controllers, mostly. I mean, check out Romans 13. If this doesn't contradict what Jesus says, these are the words of man. You know, uh, obey the laws of government God put there. You put, God put you there, and you know. And I'll come back to that. Um, and you know, none of these belief systems. And the ultimate thing is, none of these things I have mentioned, including religions I have not mentioned, just don't have enough time to go through. None of them are speaking the truth. None of them are, are talking about what really is going on, and that's why the truth is known to so few, because so few people are, are seeing what is going on. And, um, I mean, preachers, you have a whole audience, but do you hear preachers talking about the control system, dissecting the life we live? I mean, to a degree, the uh, book of Revelation, for example, they, there is a lot of 
you know, parallels to that going on in the real world. The earthquakes predicted, the the um, mark of the beast and all that, the, you know, barcodes and the barcode slavery were, that were within. But you don't have preachers on there talking about how we're slaves. You don't have preachers up there talking to us talking about how um, your work is your slavery, we're being sprayed by, by jets, we're, we're eating um, processed food with mind-suppressant chemicals inside, and all, on and on it goes. And then you, got, you, know, you don't have Buddhists talking out, uh, speaking out. They're busy you know, meditating and just sitting there, um, uh, no, no, you know, not going to focus on the negative. You know, nobody talking about being enslaved, and unfortunately, that's where we're at. Maybe it's the barcode slavery, the the the, the um, prison without the bars, but that's the most that's the most effective dictatorship. So nobody's talking about it, and that's why so few really know the truth because they're on either side of these arguments, and the truth is in between the lines. And you know, anyway, I mean, coming back to like I was saying about how. Um, these uh these this corporate made culture um it, it, one of the things is like okay it's it's pretty it's pretty much a joke to be of any religion close to god in western culture because it's it's morally destructive it's based on materialism it's based on destroying god's creations earth and, and the media um you know when you focus on that you know um and uh that's it, you know. It's uh, it, you can't be a, a a real Buddhist in Western society. I mean, and you can't you can't really live by by the words of Jesus in Western society. You can't. It's it's uh, the the real culture, the the money culture is is destroying the mo- the morality. So turn it down to the fullest degree. Many many don't because of their belief systems. So, um. So what it is, and, and if you're in any belief system, it's about weighing out what is based on a cosmic knowing. And also, if you're in a religion, it's all about weighing out man's laws and, and rules and what is divine. You know, what is, what is the difference? Also, know the difference between traditions and spirituality. I mean, you know, you don't, you're not going to go to hell if you don't eat fish on Friday, uh, you know, and... and uh, the, the the just the traditions that are not even thought about like circumcising your kids and genital mutilation um i mean just because of tradition just because of what your culture does but if it's right it's right and if it's wrong it's wrong if it's not based on cosmic knowing natural law then it is wrong and so i mean the word religion too if you look in the bible the word religion is only mentioned five times in that entire huge book. Um, let's talk about spirituality, not religion, not tradition, but getting a connection with the divine. Um, you know, because a lot of people are, like say, floating out there in the middle of chaos, and people want more of a cultural experience than this corporate culture. They feel the dead energy. They feel like they're not um, coming through. And it's hard to know where to turn, and, and it is. But let me say that from my experience and from what I know, there is a creator. There is a divine presence. And there, the more you have try to have a relationship with the creator, the more uh, you become convinced of its existence and goodness. 
It's true. If you um, try to make an attempt, you know, and uh, that means, you know, getting out alone and trying to make an attempt, you know, you take one step, God takes two steps. Call it whatever you want. Give it a name. doesn't really matter, you know. It's, it, if that if makes you feel weird, just call it God. Then call it the Great Spirit. Call it whatever you want. You know? I call it many of those names myself. Um, but it, it is, it is um, part in the world of distraction. That's what we live in. It's a world of distraction, so we don't believe it exists. We are busy watching our, our TV shows and going to work all day, and, you know, listen to the, the system tentacle um, occupational hazards. And, you know, that's it. We're, we're so busy being slaves. I mean, my cousin, just an example real quick, um, is uh, in, locked up for about 15 years in prison, and my, my auntie went and visited him. And she was telling me how he feels very comfortable in there. He says he feels really good with his routine, and he's he's uh, he's okay. And and that's the thing is these people actually are are better off than those of us here in the system, constantly um, trying to survive, where they're being taken care of in there. And that's almost like um, it's almost an easier existence to live in there than it is out here. Pretty crazy just to think about that, but. I get sidetracked easily, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's a world of distraction, and we don't believe that the great spirit exists. So um, I know that all these religions are accepted. Reaching out in any form is recognized by the universe, by the divine, and people's efforts are recognized. I mean, God always takes care of you. If you want to go out on a limb, find out, you know, you're always okay. And and be aware of the synchronicity. Start to notice them and start to notice patterns and notice that you are not alone. There is so much out there. Another thing I've seen in my life that works is prayer. Prayer is, is powerful, and I've seen it work. Um, and it may sound stupid and and ridiculous to anybody, and don't forget that the media has has helped you remember or helped you think that it is stupid, but it, it, is, um, it is real because you're actually reaching out. And when you're reaching out, you'll be, you'll be answered, and, these, and prayers are real. You know, pray who you want as far as, you know, a divine source. Pray the Great Spirit, you know, whatever you want to call it. Pray every day. Pray for your, um, the right moves, and you will be, you'll be answered. And, and uh, I mean, you know, a real, a real test of faith is if you're falling off a cliff and you're, you're holding on by your fingertips on a route before you head down to your, to your demise, you know, are you going to pray? You know, who, I wish you more people would pray in that position than you could imagine. So it is good. It is good to have that connection and, and uh, know that, um, that, that it's there and, and see the results. The power of belief is incredible, and that's another one. The power of belief, believing that you can do something and believing in yourself and believing that, the, that God will take care of you, that if you go on a limb and do it, you will be taken care of. And, I mean, belief is an amazing thing. It binds lovers from far distances. It, it, you know, people living on other sides of the world in love with each other, and uh, they they stick together because they believe and believe is belief is strong now i know i said there's a lie in the word belief 
but it, if you're believing in the wrong things, then yeah, that's true. But real belief and with real cosmic knowing and divine, divine connection is real. I, I've seen it in myself in my life, and uh, I can talk about it more on future shows. But yeah, you know, you must hold on and not doubt. It's it's the great spirit. It's the spirit of love. Whatever you want to call it, it flows through everything. Some people just give it different names. Some people say religion is like an underground river that came up in geysers, and each time um, that water came up in geysers, people gave it a name. Um, and it, it, it allows, it's allowed me to see and believe in the miraculous. It's, I've seen so many miracles in my life to know that there's so much more beyond and that we are people beyond this. We just have to wake up and remember and know that the miracles and the miraculous is out there. It is a miraculous universe. And it's not this fake, uh, you know, new age universe. It's a real thing. And there's even truth in the new age, too. So I like to uh, liken it to um, a good mentor of mine in life is the martial artist Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is... Um, in my eyes, one of the most brilliant people of, of the last, you know, 40 years, who was in martial arts, of course, but he was a, an excellent philosopher and had many things to say. But what he looked at as, like, martial arts, he would take and choose what worked for him. Well, do that with religion. Do that with beliefs. Use what, belie- what works with you. With cosmic knowing, of course, because you can't make up morality, but use the bits and pieces and great nuggets from things and become a unique person. He was able to do that with martial arts. And, you know, all these belief systems have truth. They just don't include the whole picture. Everybody has a piece of the puzzle. They don't have the whole picture. But we can all try and put together, and there's so much information to glean from these days with the Internet and everything. And, you know, I mean, how many of these people have a deep link with their creator and have witnessed miracles that are in these religions? You know, not, not too many. And that's the thing. We need to get out and live real life, and you will see, you know. And uh, it's all about finding that individual, individual path with the creator. You know, get along with the creator. Strip either the tentacle, the, the system tentacles, Strip your ego as much as you can. Don't think you're being dumb because you will be met by uh, an amazing force. And and uh, I'm not trying to preach. I'm just trying to share. So these are just my experiences. But when, you know, when you can become awakened and and know and and believe in this divine force and whatever you want to give name to it, it's real. You know, and and it's love and it's uh, it's truth. And you can become a out there an amazing person be a refreshing human be someone out there that when you go by others you touch them with um, amazing um, truth and purpose and give them uh, faith to have purpose and know that there's more out there empower others give them give them lots and give them what you can once you know that's the job that's the that's the work that needs to be done is to to um, open minds to see the truth And so that's why we chant it down here on Chant It Down Radio. So that's what I have to say about that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, uh, Tune in as soon as I have another episode, which will be the episode, uh, The Left-Right Paradigm, Chanting Down Politics and Movement People Try to Do That Never Do a Damn Thing. And that's heavily connected in with this this, um, 
System Tentacle, and the one before Nationalism and Culture. So until uh, we meet again, much love. Keep chanting it down. Now? Security! <laughs>